Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. But how can we imitate Jesus if we don't know Jesus. Now, let me give you an example. You, you, uh, you can see, you see the Elvis, uh, 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 I don't know if it's a blanket or whatever that thing is. It's some kind of canvas, and, and it's got that painting on there of Elvis. I'm a huge Elvis fan. I, I have the Elvis tattoo on, on my arm. I, I like Elvis. I love his music. Uh, dude was awesome. And uh, I have friends who imitate Elvis. and I mean, they literally go around to nursing homes and, and other places, and, and they imitate Elvis. Why, how can these Elvis impersonators imitate Elvis? How can you see these bands like uh, the Beatles, 1964 as the Beatles, who literally have the same equipment that the Beatles use. They have the same look as the Beatles. They have the same uh, mannerisms. They, they have the same dances, the head bob, and, 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 and they play the same instruments, and they, they just have it down pat. It's like you're at a concert uh, at a Beatles concert from 1964. How can they do that? How, how can these people imitate Elvis? How can they have all of his dance moves down and, and, and sing it, you know, sing like, just like Elvis, and, you know, and, and say, I love you, Priscilla, I love you. Uh, how can they do that if they don't know who Elvis is? Well, they know who Elvis is because, you know, Elvis has been dead since, what, 1977, so he's been dead a long time. And you have young people coming up who are imitating Elvis. You have people who live overseas and from other countries who imitate Elvis, but they've never met Elvis. So how can they imitate Elvis? How can these people imitate their favorite uh, musician or band or athlete? Or how can they do that if they've never met them? They're not even alive to meet them. Well, they watch the video. They, 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 they've watched uh, old VHS tapes. They've, they've watched the old camcorder movies. They, they get on YouTube and they find these videos and they study them intently. They, 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 they just spend hours and hours upon hours and they're watching all of these details and little by little, they, they, they learn how they talk. They learn how they walk. They learn how they dance. They learn how they sing. They learn how they hold their guitar. They, they, they learn how they play their guitar. They learn all these details because they spend hours upon hours upon hours studying film that exists even though this person may be dead and gone they have these videos that they can watch and they get to know every aspect of this individual and they begin to mimic they begin to imitate elvis they begin to imitate the beatles you fill in the blank with what they you know they imitate their favorite athlete. When I was a, a, growing up playing Little League Baseball, I always wore number three, and uh, uh, Dale Murphy was my favorite baseball player. And uh, when I got to the batter's box, and I can still do it to this day, uh, the Dale Murphy batting stance and how he would do his baseball bat and then how he held his baseball bat. And that, that's how I acted like I was Dale Murphy when I was 9 and 10 years old, 11 and 12 years old. I imitated Del Murphy. How could I do that? Because I watched him on TV. Never met Del Murphy in my life. It'd be pretty cool if I could, but I never have. But I could imitate Del Murphy because I watched him on TV and I learned his mannerisms. I learned by watching what he, 
what he has done. And the question is, how can we imitate somebody that we do not know? We cannot imitate Jesus. We cannot love like Jesus loved if we've never met Jesus, if we don't know Jesus. Well, you know, th there's no videotapes out there today. There, there, there were no cell phones around back when Jesus was walking this earth. There was no video cameras. There was no camcorders. There was no beta. There was no these big old, you know, these big cameras they used to use back in the days that you know they held on their shoulders with those big, huge, gigantic uh, cameras they recorded with and the silent films and things like that. None of that was around when Jesus was walking this earth. So how can we know Jesus? Well, we go to, to, to what we have, and that's God's Word, the Bible. The Bible is their way of recording the things that Jesus did, the things that Jesus said. That's what John said. That if we recorded everything that Jesus did, there wouldn't be enough books in this world that, that, that could hold everything that Jesus did for people. And so we have to know Jesus. And the only way that we can know Jesus is to be in His Word. And so here's the thing about that word know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's the thing about that word know. You know, we, we live in an Instagram, Facebook society world today. You know, we, we get friends' suggestions, people you may know, right? And we can send them a friend request or they can send us a friend request and we can accept that friend request. And if we accept their friend request or they accept our friend request, does that mean that we know that person? I, you know, I have people send me requests all the time that I've, I've never met in my life. Does that mean if I accept their friend request, which most of the time I do, uh, uh, does that mean I know that person? And I can even, there, there's a little section on Facebook where it says info. And you can click on that or about them or whatever. And you click on it and you can read a little bit about their life, where they live, where they work, what they do, what year were they born. It's just all this, you know, this stuff like that where they go to school. And so I can know some things about them, but even if I know some things about them, that does not mean that I know that person. You see, I've spent 25 years with my wife, so I, I know my wife a, a, a whole lot better than I would know some person on Facebook that I just accepted their friend request and read a little bit about them. Uh, I, I know a lot about my wife because I have spent 25 years with her. You know, if, if, if people who say, you know, that they know me, well, you know, what's my favorite color? So, see, so, and I start asking all these questions and you, and all of a sudden you discover, you know, well, I know Randy, but then I, I really don't know Randy. And see, that, that's, that's a way a lot of people are with Jesus because we say that we know Jesus, but yet we don't really know Jesus because we never spend time with Jesus in His Word. We never read about Him to get to know how He is. And that's a question that we got to ask and answer. What does imitating Jesus even look like? Well, we're not going to know that answer if we're not in the Word and if we're not communicating with Him. I mean, what kind of relationship would I have with my spouse if I never talk to her, if I never spend time with her? It's not going to be very good. And we sure wouldn't have lasted for 25 years. 
And so the question is asked, what does it look like to imitate Jesus? Well, if you think about it, you know, Jesus gives the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And that's when the religious leaders, there's a Jew laying over there in a ditch. He's dying and he's been robbed, beaten to death and left for dead. And the religious leaders come by, the church going people, and, and, and they just walk by and, and, and walk on the other side of the road and, and doesn't even help the poor guy because they didn't want to be unclean. And then the Samaritan comes along who doesn't even supposed to have any dealings with Jews. They don't like each other. As a matter of fact, they hate each other. But yet this, this good Samaritan t- takes this Jewish person and bandages up their wounds, takes them to the end, pays the bill, and tells the clerk, if there's any more that I owe when I come back, I'll take care of it. Just make sure this man is taken care of. That's what Jesus looks like. He touched lepers. That was a no-no. The religious people in his day, the religious leaders, would never ever touch a leper. Jesus reached out and touched a leper. Jesus was slow to anger. He was very patient. The Bible says over and over again that God is long-suffering. Jesus tolerated a bunch of slappies who just never could get it, even though he poured himself into them for three to three and a half years, and he would tell them over and over again that the, you know that he would die on the cross and, and he would be betrayed. They just, they just, they never got it. Even right before he was about to be ascended back into heaven, they're sitting there and and they're asking Jesus, "When are you going to restore the the, the power uh, to the back to Israel? Because we want to conquer these Romans, and we know that's what you're supposed to. If you're the Messiah, that's what you're going to do. You're going to deliver us from these Romans." And so they were looking for this earthly king and, and being delivered from the, these evil Romans, the Roman government. And, and, and Jesus says, y'all just don't get it. You, you need to be concentrating on this. You need to go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of my Father. Everything else will take care of itself. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit falls in Acts chapter 2, just 10 days after he ascended back to heaven. But he tolerated these, these guys who just didn't get it. But then they finally get it when the Holy Spirit falls on them in the day of Pentecost. He ate with sinners in their homes. And, and, and he went to sinners on their turf. He, he was uh, invited to the Pharisees' home. And, and the lady comes in and washes his feet with her tears and her hair. And, and the Pharisee, the religious person, right? The Bible-toting, Bible-quoting person of their day... Uh, he, he, he says, oh, no, he's just thinking that. He said, if this guy was really the Messiah, if Jesus was really the Messiah like he says he is, then he surely would know who this woman is. And he surely would not let this woman be washing his feet with her tears and her hair. He wouldn't have anything to do with this woman. And, and Jesus calls him out on it. Calls him out on it. And so that, that's just how Jesus was. That's how he dealt with, with people. People, that, I mean, he died on a cross for people who would care nothing about him. Even 2,000 years later, so many people have rejected Jesus. They have rejected his message. They, they don't care anything about him. And yet he died on a cross for their sins and cried from the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Jesus was selfless. 
not selfish. He was selfless. He was a giver and not a taker. Well, how, how would I know these things unless I read about Jesus in the Bible? God's Word. That, that's what it, that, that, that is the camcorder. That is the cell phone recording that we have. God's Word. The Bible. So why do we not open it up? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And I recommend starting with John because John says, this is Jesus. This is who Jesus was. This is what he did. Read about him and learn about him. We should imitate God. We should, in Jesus being God in the flesh, he is our example. And that's what Paul says. And he, he, he loved Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. And if that's too heavy for you, you say, there's no way I can imitate Jesus. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, he says, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Well, you know, Paul's dead and gone too. He's been dead a long time. And so all we have is his writings. But this is a statement that you and I should be able to make. People should be able to, if we follow Christ, yes, we're going to make mistakes. Paul made mistakes. Paul was not perfect. Paul was a murderer before he became a Christ follower. He would put people in prison. He would have them beaten. They would die because they loved Jesus and they served Jesus. And Paul, before he became to Christ, he wanted them dead. He wanted them out of the way. He thought he was doing God a favor. And then he meets Jesus, he meets Jesus on the, the road to Damascus and it changed his life forever. And that's what Jesus does. He changes people's lives. And, and, and we are to just strive the best that we can to follow Jesus. And Paul says, you know, imitate God. But he says, if you can't imitate God, imitate me because I imitate God. So try to be your best to be like me. Well, how can we know to be like Paul unless we read the book of Acts when Paul was doing all that traveling and starting all those churches? Unless we read one of his letters or all of his letters throughout the New Testament. The guy wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. We can read his writings and learn how Paul was. Well, Paul was a lot like Jesus. But this is a statement that you and I should be able to make. We should be able to tell people, hey, look at me. because Imitate me because I am going to take you to God. I am going to bring you to the throne of God. And that's a heavy statement. Because when people look at our lives, and I'm speaking for myself, I don't always look like Jesus. I mean, look at me. I, I got a backwards hat on. I got long hair, and, I, and I'm full of tattoos, and and and, and I have a jacked up life. I'm, I, I've battled uh, depression for uh, the past ten years. Uh, I uh, had three back surgeries during that time, and 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 something went on in my marriage that that just about destroyed me, and so I'm laid up with three back surgeries. I'm thinking about what's going on in my marriage. Uh, I was taking ten to fifteen pain pills a day. And then I started mixing with alcohol and didn't care if I lived or not. It just fell into the biggest, deepest depression. I, I'm, just to be honest with you, I shouldn't even be alive today. I, 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 I should have overdosed. And, 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 and just by God's grace, I'm standing here making this video uh, for you. But I'm just telling you all that to say, look, I, I, I have issues. We all have issues. 
there's not a single person who does not have flaws. We all do. So I would love to be able to say, follow me because I'm taking you to the throne of grace. But I'm just going to tell you, and anybody, if if they're not conceited and arrogant, they will tell you that they fall. That they 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 mess up, but my goal in life is to take people to Jesus. And if you're a Christ follower, I hope and pray that that is your goal in life is to bring your friends and your family to Jesus. Take your coworkers, take those people that are around you, and point them to Jesus. And Paul says it, First Corinthians eleven one. You should imitate me. Just as I imitate Christ. Well, what was Christ like? He was all about love. And that, that's what Paul said back in Ephesians uh, 5, and verse 1 and 2, when he says, Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. You know, the Pharisees, they wanted to, they wanted to test Jesus. They always tried to back him into a corner. They, they just did not like Jesus. They tried to kill him many times before they finally got him on the cross. But they, they, they asked him one day, he said, they said, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment? And in Matthew 22, 37 through 40, Jesus says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. See, the guy didn't ask for the second one, but Jesus gives it to him anyway. And he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love God and love your neighbor. And Jesus was, like I said, the ultimate example of what real unconditional love is. And in John 15, 9-14, he says, I have loved you even as I... And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. And when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. And this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There's no greater love than this, to lay one's one's life down for his friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command. So to be imitators of Jesus means that we have to love people and love them without conditions. And so many times that we just we fall short of that because I will love you if. I will love you if that. I will love you if you do this for me. I will love you if you do that for me. We, we throw out these conditions. But the minute you don't do this for me, the minute you're not meeting my needs, I don't love you anymore. I'm going to go find somebody else. Well, what if God treated us that way? What, what if Jesus would just get, got so frustrated with us and says, you know what, you're just not ever going to get it. What if he told the disciples that you just, you just don't get it. I'm just going to go find me 12 more men that's going to get it. You know what, none of us get it. We all fall short. And so we have to, and it's a work. It's a very hard work, but we have to love like Jesus loved. And that love is it's without condition. I'm going to love you regardless. I mean, read 1 Corinthians uh, 13. That is the, 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 the love, what we call the love chapter. Love bears all things. I mean, goes, Paul just goes through all these things that love does. 
In 1 John 4, 7-12, John writes this, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. See, there it is, knows God. If you love, then you know God because you're loving like God loves. And that's what he's talking about here, agape love, loving unconditional. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in love. You see, just like the Martin guitar, very expensive, but an awesome guitar. Sounds so good. It rep represents Jesus, the real deal. We're like the Ibanez. Still a guitar, just a cheaper model, $300. And it sounds like a $300 guitar compared to the very expensive Martin guitar. But it's still a guitar, and it can still get the job done. Well, you know what? We're not Jesus. We have Jesus living inside of us through God's Holy Spirit that he has put inside of us when we were baptized for the remission of our sins, we were filled with the same Holy Spirit. It's God, the Father, and God, uh, the Son living inside of us. And if we would listen to the Holy Spirit, He will direct our paths. He will, he will lead us. He will guide us. And, and, and He will show us how to live. But see, that's the problem with people is we don't want to be told how to live. We want to do our own thing. And it doesn't work that way. And so when Paul says, imitate Jesus, well, you know, you're not going to get the real deal because Jesus is no longer here. So you're stuck with us. And we're doing the best that we can. At least I hope we are striving each and every day to be more and more like Jesus. So the question I want to ask you is this. Do people see Jesus when they're around you? Where are you leading people you see like like the cheap imitation guitar you may look the part you may even look like an expensive guitar you may have people fooled but like the cheap guitar when you're played it just maybe you just don't sound as good your quality it's just not there when we inspect your life you know they'll know you know is this is this cheap tuning nuts? Is, is this a cheap, crappy wood? Is this some cheap guitar? Is this some cheap Christian? I mean, it, 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 this is supposed to be Jesus here on this earth. We're supposed to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Am I seeing Jesus when I inspect your life? When people look at your life, are they seeing Jesus? If not, why not? Could it be because... You're not spending time in God's Word on a daily basis? Could it be because you're not spending time communicating with God in prayer? I mean, how many times a week do you pray? Or do you pray at all? How many times a day do you pray? How many minutes, how many hours do you spend in time with God through prayer? I mean, that's a question that you have to answer. 
And so here's the thing. The more time we spend in God's Word, the more we get to know Jesus. And we can imitate Jesus, just like these imitators who impersonate Elvis and the Beatles and these other musicians and these athletes. The more and more time that we spend with Jesus, just like the more and more I spent with my time that I spent with my wife, and I, I've gotten to know her, you know, and, and I'm still learning her. The more time that we spend with Jesus, the more we know Jesus. And the more that we know Jesus, the better we can imitate Jesus. And in our world today, that's exactly what people need. That's Jesus. So my challenge, my, uh, what I'm begging for you to do is to spend time with Jesus. Get in the Word. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and learn all you can about Jesus. And when you, when you draw close to God and He draws close to you and you're learning to know Jesus better and you're learning to imitate Jesus better, Share Jesus. Show people Jesus. And give them the opportunity to know Jesus so that they too can be on their way to heaven. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you've never been baptized for the remission of your sins, I pray that you make that decision today to give your life to Christ. And if you know Christ, then I pray that this sermon, and this is just part one, I've got three or four more parts to do, so I hope that you'll listen to the others. But if you already know Jesus, I pray that your relationship will grow stronger with Jesus and you will spend more time getting to know Jesus and that you would be the imitator of Jesus that people can see, that people can go to, to find hope. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro, off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.